Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. So today we're chatting with mother, woman, teacher and coach Erica. She's a beacon of light and truth for the women around her, inspiring them to recognize their own innate power. And today we're talking about speaking our truth and especially as mothers. And this is something that Annabelle and I have been learning so much more about lately and especially in doing this podcast. So I'm sure we'll dive into that today. But firstly, I just want to welcome Erica. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here virtually online. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so excited. So do you want to add anything to my very small intro about you? Yeah, you know, when I had to send you that bio, I was like, oh, another bio to write. So I I just feel like I'm (laughs) constantly evolving um in terms of like what is my title but I've I've been a yoga teacher for nearly 15 years now and that's kind of taken a little bit of a back seat um and you know motherhood has changed uh everything for me <laughs> and mm-hmm. and how I live my life and um yeah so I'm and I'm still I'm still evolving so I always find those tricky to to write but that about sums it up yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah because I think it's important to note as well for me that I have learned so much from you over the past I mean I don't even know how long like I met Erica actually at like a homeopathic workshop and she was right yeah Yeah. pregnant I'm like you know me being the birth nerd that I am I'm like wanting to know (laughs) all about what the birth's going to be like and like who are you birthing with are you birthing at home and then like eventually came out that she was having a free birth and I was just like stoked by this I thought this was amazing because you know it's something that had always been in the back of my own mind um, to do, but I'd never just taken the plunge into doing it. So I was super excited. And anyway, wanted to then find out about this birth. So started following Erica and her journey. And my goodness, she's opened my eyes up to just so much more than birth. So yeah, I am really inspired by you and everything you share. So I appreciate you so much. (laughs) That's, that's amazing. And you know what, like at that, um, at that homeopathic workshop, like, yeah, you asked me a few questions and I just kept saying like, no, no. And then you, you were like, are you free birthing? And it's like, you just knew. I was like, (laughs) yes. Like that was, that was still when I was having like speaking my truth was still uh, with a really timid voice. And I was still like, I was still dancing in those waters. Um, So yeah, that's right. And you know, I found out about the Conscious Mothers group page on Facebook through Odile, yeah. which I'm sure, yeah, you know, and yeah, so Love. you're, yeah, yeah, I mean, right, she's gorgeous and amazing, mm-hmm. and and yeah, I just, I'm so grateful for you, just if we can have our little love fest right now, because like, that community is what, um, I, 
yeah, I, I leaned on that a lot. And I met so many amazing women through, through that, just that, that Facebook page. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love hearing all those stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, let's just get into it then. So obviously mm-hmm. you kind of, it feels like to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but you almost found your voice a little bit more by stepping into motherhood. Yeah. Oh, hands down. And, and particularly through having a free birth and, mm-hmm. and taking um, what I would call radical responsibility for myself, um, obviously, and then for my baby and, and f- having that decision from day one. Um, yeah, it has like changed everything in how I speak. And I guess I've always been um what I would say maybe like as an outspoken person, but it's with a newfound uh, power and ease as I have um, transitioned in, into motherhood. Um, and of course, as we know, motherhood is such this, it's a, a huge rite of passage and um, it can, I guess it can go kind of one or both ways um, of either you being kind of saved by the system and perhaps getting a little bit more indoctrinated into that um, way of thinking and looking for outside um, approval or guidance or um, whatever. Whereas, you know, or you go the other route and take responsibility and start trusting what is already inside of you and that, that deep, voice of wisdom that all us women have. Um, and for a lot of us, I think it is sparked through motherhood, like in a hundred percent, it was for me. Um, yeah. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> it's kind of crazy that you're saying that because it's absolutely been my path and mm. this new sort of like activation, like this portal into fully trusting myself, fully wanting to share my truth and just like what's on my heart and what I believe to be true. Mm. Um, yeah, has just happened through this space of becoming mm. a mother and how freaking amazing it is. But you're right. So many people go the other side and outsource their power. Mm. Um, and, but, and we can't blame them. I, you know, I, no, you know, it's, like, it's set up to like be like, oh, right. you're not good enough. <laughs> That's right. And I feel, I feel very grateful. I don't know if I'm necessarily privileged to have found the information I did I just I think maybe it was just how it was meant to be I just looked at the recording and it was 11 11 when I said that of like it was just meant to be like it was meant to be um and I guess we all have that choice too because of course I know women who have had multiple births in the system and then have had an awakening somewhere else and then go on to birth at home and in their power and I guess Motherhood will either be like the flick of the dominoes that begins that process mm. or I, for me, it really felt kind of like a, just a slap across the face, like, boom, here we are. Um, and so many things fell into place for me, like very quickly about how I view the world and, um, you know, how I want to raise my children and just how I want to live my life. And it's, oh, it's such a relief. Just so many things, more sense in terms of, um, yeah, like feeling kind of, uh, 
I don't even know what the right term terminology would be, but like kind of spiritually homeless <laughs> and like, where do I actually fit in? And then finding motherhood and understanding, like I'm just a powerful woman and that's, that's, yeah, that's what it is. Um, mm. And not to be ashamed of that and not to be afraid of that and not to be afraid to um, have that freak out other people because it does freak out other people when you do step into that power because we're all conditioned to believe, um, well, not to believe, to just behave, I should say, um, a certain way um, as women and as mothers. So when you do something a little bit different, um, like have your baby at home by yourself, um, it can really, you know, like raise some eyebrows. Um, and that's, that's when you start um, learning how to really speak your truth is like confronting the people who are questioning your decisions. Mm. You're all, you're all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you kind of open up um, your, your ability to hold more mm. in uncomfortable situations. Like the capacity is expanded. Mm-hmm. Like you do find yourself able to have those more uncomfortable conversations because you know you know yourself you know your truth you know what's true for you um so like go into more about what woke up for you how do you see the world I know I've just started following you and I'm like this chick is badass and I love her um I guess um to like boil it down to like really what it is, is like to understanding patriarchy and mm. all then all of what that means and all the tentacles of how that um, kind of infiltrates our lives as women and um, and just, yeah, really waking up to how women are treated, how mothers are treated and, and, by giving birth in my full power and understanding that I am the absolute, like as a woman, we are the creators of the universe. Um, Only souls and humans come through us. Um, At the same time, we also hold um, death and the power to hold both of those things. so our power is beyond anything. And yet then, like, so understanding that, and then on the flip side, seeing how women are actually treated and how mothers are treated as not that. And that, yeah. oh gosh, I mean, that just fired up something within me that, um, yeah, is, it's so potent and it like, and now it's, yeah, it just changes how you view everything. And like, I guess sometimes I like joke that it's kind of just ruined me for everything. Um, that like, you know, just everything I see, like, oh yeah. Um, but you know, meditation helps. Thank God for that. And, um, and just being in nature and like being, being with mother Gaia, being with earth and uh, connecting to myself and my, in my power. Um, yeah, I don't even remember what you asked me, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, 
No, that sounded good. And it actually just reminded me something. I had my mama blessing yesterday and the yes, one so China who ran it, um, and she's such a wise woman, and she said something that's really stuck with me. And she said, there are only two people in the world, mothers and their children, and that's yeah. it. There's no one else. Like that, they're the two categories that we can fit into, right? right. And it was like, yeah. And how freaking powerful does that make mothers yet we're really just not seen as that Hmm. yeah I mean it it just makes you it makes me think of what is possible too like you know and what what this world could look like and our societies could look like if if women and mothers were centered Mm. and I I mean I have a vision for it and I'm you know every day working towards it um but it is, it can be a little bit scary at times because there's still, there's still misogyny. Patriarchy is very real. It just looks a little bit different these days and it sounds different and it's, yeah, it's just packaged different, but you know, witches are still uh, getting burned, so to say. Mm. Uh, and, And when you, yeah, when you wake up to your power, like essentially you are labeled as a witch. You know, you're la- labeled as a bad girl. Um, yeah. And so you've got to be ready to kind of get burned, I guess, <laughs> like for, for uh, lack of a better word. So, yeah, it, being able to stand in that fire is... Um, it's so important. We have to do it for, for women everywhere, but especially for mothers. Cause as you said, it's us and our children. Mm, yeah. Mm. And it's so, and it's so tricky to be, to get to that place. I think where you can just stand in it and get burnt because of mostly really the way that we've been we've been raised to um, be people pleasers and be good girls and to um, you know get the validation externally from everybody around us so that's like a huge shift that we have to go through and I know that I'm definitely still going through that like I always have um so yeah it's not something that you just overnight and you suddenly think oh fuck it you know it's still it still creeps up on you even when you're trying to practice that all the time um and going against the grain with sometimes what feels like everything I don't know like sometimes (laughs) I just feel like I'm doing everything different to to the norm but then I also surround myself with people who are doing the same thing and I have this little bubble that then there are also times I totally forget that people are not doing it like I am so yeah yeah. I hear you it's it is trippy sometimes you're like oh yeah that's how the rest of the world like Mm -hmm. operates (laughs) yeah 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 um so Annabelle realized this morning that it's actually International Women's Day that we're we're chatting Mm -hmm with you on this day, which is really very fitting, I think, for the conversation that we're having. Um, Mm. So this is going to be something where, yeah, the um, people pleaser in me comes out and the good girl and not wanting to offend anybody. But I really feel like it's important for us to go into this conversation. And, you know, if it does offend somebody else, then, then so be it. But 
I would love for everybody to listen to it with a very open mind and know that it's coming from a good place from all of us. So let's talk about this concept of female eradication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, it's, it is touchy. Um, I'm like, I'm thankful for you to, to for having this conversation because not, not very many people are willing mm-hmm. for reasons you stated. Um, but the way that I see it is it's not a concept. It's very real, especially here in the United States. Um, just recently, I mean, Joe Biden on the day that he was inaugurated signed an executive order that changed the definition of biological sex to be gender identity, um, which this, I mean, this is such a huge topic. It's kind of like, where do you even begin? It, begin? Um, but it, it does come down to language and what, um, and, and being able to define through our biology uh, what a woman is and, and what we know to be true. Um, because, um, yeah, I mean, and the reason why this is touchy is because there are wonderful uh, trans-identified people in the world, and we never want to make it seem or villainize those people. But we do live in a world where men take advantage of women. Um, and when where we don't have the ability to have sex segregated spaces that puts women and girls in danger. And so I guess Australia is in a place where things are just, just the ball is just rolling. Um, And it it starts with language. It starts with not saying mother or breastfeeding. Mm. Um, And, and I guess the reason why I bring up the thing about the States is like the ball rolls further and further and then legislation happens, laws change and women, women's lives are like tangibly materially um, affected. So Mm. it's, it's more than a concept It's very, it's very real. Um, But it's, it starts with language. That's, that is where it kind of infiltrates. And I guess that's kind of coming up more as this kind of gender neutral language um, in the birth world. And why that is so important is because of what we just spoke about before is women being so powerful, women specifically, um, and when we take that word away and we're not allowed to say that, we're not allowed to name ourselves, um, it's dangerous. Um, and it it feels like, of course, let's all be inclusive, but taking away those wor- words is separating us from reality and what, is, what we know to be true. If we know what women are, we know what a mother is, because we are them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. It is the language. Like when I really think about it, you know, um, I don't, I have absolutely nothing against a person who is transgender, who chooses that lifestyle, who chooses that way of being, who, who believes that that, who believes those things about themselves. That's, that's fine. It's the fact that, 
the things are changing all around it that is then impacting women. And the first I really saw of it is I follow a lot of, yeah, like birth workers, people in the birth world, um, sharing lots of things on Instagram. And I just started seeing a lot of people using like a birthing person and birthing people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, okay, what is that about? You know, what is it? And then kind of started looking into it and I'm like, right, okay, but that doesn't sit right with me because these are women, women birth, women birth. We can still use the word woman because we are women. We are, we, we give birth to the world. And why is someone able to take that power away from us? Like that is our magic. That is our thing, right? Okay. Um, so that's, I guess, where it started for me. Um, yeah. Well, the, yeah, I mean, you can just keep diving deeper and deeper into it. And it's, I'm so grateful that this conversation is being had because it, it is very, it, like, you can get labeled as uh, a long list of not very nice things we labeled as. And just, just for speaking about this. And, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think people understand, like, the long term implications of like what will what this means when you start changing your language um and and women aren't allowed to say that they're women or that women can't have women only spaces um so it it is it is it can be kind of scary though i i mean i mean this is this topic in particular can be like a place to really stand in the fire i know it has been for me um but when you know, yeah, what what you are aligned with and what is true for you, um, it just it's fortified every time you speak it out loud into existence. And it doesn't have to be, you know, like on a podcast necessarily, but it's you know, like you go chat to someone else about it, chat to your friend, chat to your mom, or something, um, because it's it's happening in a lot of places and when you it's like seeing something um that you like want that you want to buy and then you start seeing it everywhere or whatever you know like you hear about this and you'll start noticing it everywhere um yeah Yeah. no you're right it's about talking to other people about it and it's funny because this conversation came up with two friends of mine on uh on the weekend and it just it would just happen very organically. And as it turns yeah. out, one of these friends, um, she knows somebody who's who's dating um, a transgender person. And we were having this discussion about it. And and yeah, it was really interesting to see how we we all kind of felt the same. Um, we were finding it really difficult to put into words, mostly because we didn't want to offend. And we all feel like we are really good people. We're inclusive people. We you know, we respect other people, but yet this fa- we found it really difficult to have the conversation and without sounding like a terrible, awful person. Um, this, is, this is what, as women, we're programmed into that, to, to accommodating everyone else but ourselves. And what we know, and I'm, I am not, because I have been, been ex- in that exact situation, I mean, it's 
But yeah, at, from a from a little girl, that is what we're programmed to do: is accommodate others. We're nurturing; that's just in us, um, and that we must take care of others and put others before ourselves. So it's like we all know deep down that like you know men can't give birth. Like we know that's not true. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, but why are we capitulating to that idea by? by saying that men give birth or that, um, you know, a non-binary person gives birth. Um, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, that's why it's so difficult um, to, to even have it, uh, this, this conversation behind closed doors is, is kind of scary. Um, but you can end up, um, you know, losing relationships. I know that I personally, I left my teaching job over this particular um, matter. Um, it's, yeah, it's crazy right now. And, but I'm not saying you have to be in that position that you're ready to like leave your job over what you are going to say out loud, but I'm just in a place personally where I'm not willing to compromise. Um, and I know that every time I speak out about this or something in particular, um, more people find the courage to to say what they really feel, whether or not they agree with me, you know? Um, just, I think more of us need to say what we actually think, what we actually feel. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I think I remember it was that whole breastfeeding, yeah. chestfeeding thing that was going around and I was just like, I didn't even... The thing is, I just didn't even think, like, anyone would think differently yeah. to me sort of thing. I was like, well, I'm not calling it chest feeding. What the fuck? <laughs> like, these are my breasts. I'm never calling it chest feeding. I'm a breastfeeder. Like, it, like, and then someone sort of said to me, if you change the language to be inclusive, it doesn't sort of change your experience or something. Oh, and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Yes, it does. I'm not, I'm not disrespecting myself as a woman with breasts that create the milk that feed my child. I'm not like it hundred percent does <laughs> like that's, this is my experience. I don't identify with being a mother or a woman or anything yeah. like that. I am one and I'm not changing my language <laughs> about that. And I just don't, I just didn't, I don't, I still don't really understand why it's an issue. Like I get, we want like inclusivity in our, but like, why like this is who i am this is who we are yeah we're powerful and once you start to see that power you mm -hmm. can't not and you don't want to shut up about it and you don't want to stop awakening mm -hmm. that in other people and you shouldn't i'm just uh, yeah i'm just kind of getting confused i'm like yeah. stop <laughs> we're women we're mothers we're so fucking powerful like well, you know on. like that <laughs> right now that is what is socially accepted and to go against right. that what like the you know the I guess the majority quote-unquote has decided is politically correct to go against that is like you're no longer being a good girl you know you're stepping out of line um yeah you're no longer accommodating the masses and the powers at play aka patriarchy um therefore like yeah you know, you. Mm. Yeah, I was kind of having this convo with my hubby, who's like a really lovely, open-minded man. 
in some respects and I was sort of saying, you know, the patriarchy and the matriarchy and how it's not, women don't want, women don't need to take power. They just need to remember their own and when they're nourished, it nourishes everyone. It's not about being on the top of anything. No, like, it's just who we know. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because, like, before I had a child, I I kind of scoffed at the word patriarchy. I was like, that's bullshit. Like, just roll my eyes at it. Um, but when you you can kind of pull back and see things from, um, like, a yeah, a pulled back perspective, you can kind of envision like what yeah what would a world look like where women are centered Mm. like I don't if if we did Mm. live in that world to me there wouldn't even be words like matriarchy and patriarchy and there wouldn't be these hierarchies Mm. all these archy words you know like yeah just live in harmony um and women women the life givers the life bearers would be the center um you know, women would be the healers because we are, you know, we are the light workers. We are the shamans that like, that is us. Um, and, and to say like, yeah, we, we are so powerful when we remember that, like we're straight up threat to patriarchy, to all these systems at play. And that's why it's like a little jarring for everybody. Like, Oh shit, what are you doing? <laughs> like that, go back to being, um, you know, <laughs> the good little girl that falls in line and does what she's told or does what she's expected to do, you know, takes up this trend of putting her pronouns in her bio and saying birthing person, you know, and like, like, like it's no offense to anyone that like has done that or like has that right now. It's just like, if you, take a moment and like, who does it serve? Are you serving women when you say birthing person? You know, like, and and like, what is the big picture? Like, look at, look at a, a bigger perspective of what it means when you, when you no longer are willing to say that word or breast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Oh, I actually am sitting here thinking of all the things that we could go into with this conversation. Oh, it, it's, it's, just, yeah, it's kind of big. And, and I think like, I mean, something that I've learned at the moment, and Erica, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that, you know, with um, transgender people, it used to be quite a big process to um, kind of be labelled, categorised, recognised, I'm not sure what the right word is, as um uh, yeah as that but now it's basically just somebody's word so if somebody says well I identify as a man or a woman and then that's it there's no uh, there's nothing else that's needed we just take somebody's word by it and I think that the scary thing for me in in some of the research that I've been doing lately and videos that I've been watching is that um that's happening with children who are identifying as the opposite sex and where that's going. And, um, yeah, I don't even know if we should go into it right now, but that if, if anyone else feels like they want to find more about that, then I would highly recommend it because it's been quite scary actually. It is. It's, it's very, um, like all mothers 
like need to know about this um um and like uh, yeah it's like how yeah how how many hours do you have to talk about this it's yeah. such a big topic and like i can i can recommend um there's so many resources like you can you can learn a lot about this but um the preying on what usually are um young homosexual children children who will grow up to be gay or lesbian adults um are identified quote unquote as trans and then offered puberty blockers essentially becoming um lifelong pharmaceutical customers and essentially experiments because you know we don't really know what giving children puberty blockers will do later on in their life and i mean there's some um there is some research about what long-term cross-sex drugs hormones will do to people's endocrine systems it's just i mean as you can imagine it's not great for your body because your your body doesn't lie and it can't be tricked um and i just i don't believe that anyone is born in a wrong body and to tell a child that they are the opposite of what they are because of what they like or what they're gravitating towards or or even what they say you know if if a 3-year-old tells you that they're a little girl like um it doesn't mean that we rush them off and get hormone therapy but this is what is being more and more normalized and especially in the states now that i live here now and i i hear more about it and see more and that like um trans the trans agenda is everywhere it's everywhere in politics over here um mm -hmm. it's it's in advertisements and um and I say it as in just the trans agenda of trans identified people, the gender neutral language, um, the the changing of laws and the campaigning for it. Um, it's just, we're kind of at a point where like, I feel personally like I have to say something because I'm willing to, I've, I've like done the work within myself to stand in this fire. So mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm down to talk about it because it's really scary and as women, as mothers, we need to know so that we can protect our children and so that yeah. we can hold the line because we know we're so powerful. That's exactly what I was going to say for our children because this has now become such mm -hmm. a big thing, like you've said, that it's something that we're going to have to navigate and support our children in navigating as yes. they grow up in a world that is, yeah, all about this. Um so, yeah, and I, I mean, a lot of the things that I've that I've read recently as well is that the the rate it used to be a lot of boys wanting to to change to girls, feeling like it's, they were a girl, but now it's know, kind of flipped away, and that it's yeah. a lot of teenage girls, and yes. really it's down to the. I mean, you know, all three of us have been teenage girls, and we know what it's like to want to get on it with a trend or the you know, be caught up in some hysteria because we're trying to, you know. I mean, you, you know, if you hate your body, I mean, yes. how, many, how many teenage girls hate their body? They have, 
you know, kind of a loathing for themselves because they don't look like whatever they're looking at on their phone or, you know, or let's say they are attracted to other girls um, and being a lesbian isn't, you know, might not be accepted, but being a, a man attracted to a woman is accepted. So it's, yeah, it's, it is quite alarming what, what is happening now and that the, the trend is that um, girls are taking it up, which if you think about it and you understand patriarchy and the ways that it affects women and how we view ourselves um, and then what we do in the industries that we uh, support and pay into to change the way we look, it makes a lot of sense that mm-hmm. girls are now getting double mastectomies at 16 years old. In in my state, in, in Oregon here, um, you can get a double mastectomy at the age of 16 without parental consent. And it's paid wow. for by the state. Wow. wow. And people don't, people don't really know this. They don't, you know, they don't understand this. Um, and, you know, most people, when they hear that, they're like, whoa. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know. Right. And that that girl will never be able to breastfeed again, or again, or ever, I should say. Um, You know, and a double mastectomy means very soon after there will be testosterone, or maybe she's already had it. um, And this affects your fertility. So it's it when we just circling back to what you first said of like, it's called female erasure. It really is erasing women, taking away our, our language. Um, it's quite literally cutting off young girls flesh, their healthy breast tissue. And as we all know, you change your mind (laughs) being 16 years old, being, I mean, we know that the brain isn't fully developed until what, like 25. And yet we're letting, um, minors make these decisions. So yeah, again, I don't know how much you want to go into this conversation, but it's just a call to all (laughs) women and mothers that we, we need to know about this. We need to speak up and step into our power because the more of us that do, we, you know, obviously there's power in numbers. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think also just the rights of women or, or girls or however old they are that are now regretting it is a lot, yeah. lot higher because there's obviously more people who are doing it because they're exposed to it. It's becoming normal. They're using social media and they're seeing it slapped everywhere in front of their faces so yeah anyway I reckon (laughs) we'll leave it at that we've had a really that's a huge conversation like it's you know just like a drop on the surface but um yeah hopefully it'll just make somebody think huh okay haven't thought of it that way or never even considered that um or maybe it won't and that's totally fine like if you didn't vibe with what we were talking about today that's also cool with this whole episode was supposed to be about speaking your truth and you know whatever feels true to you is whatever feels true to you so mm. yeah so Erica tell us where we can find you in case anybody is super interested in what you have to say just like Annabelle and I are <laughs> yeah, cool um yeah so you can find me on I would go to my website. It's thewildkeeper.com. It's all one word. Um, and I've got, I've got a podcast that 
I need to update and you can find my Instagram from there. Um, yeah, I, I do love to do in-person stuff. Um, and so if you're ever in Oregon or the next time I'm in Perth, um, just, yeah, stay connected. Cause I do host in-person events and I like, I love connecting with women. And yeah, I'm just so grateful that you were willing to have me on today and to let me speak my truth. And yeah, much love. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing your truth with us. We definitely need more people accessing theirs and then feeling yeah brave mm -hmm. enough to speak it. So thank you for <laughs> leading the way on that. Yeah, and inspiring us as well because I feel like it's definitely inspired me. I don't think had I met you and, and seen what you're doing and just, yeah, that, yeah, I guess being super brave and mm. I don't know, whatever else you want to call it. I don't, maybe I wouldn't have even had this conversation today because I'd have felt too scared and too much like I was going to offend every single person and then therefore nobody would ever like me. <laughs> um, well, and so, you know, it's not to say that those thoughts don't go through my mind. You know, like you said, it's a yeah. process. Um, but like the, if you don't put your truth out there, then you will never find like your, your people, your real tribe, your like hardcore homies, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you've, you've got to, you've got to put it out there. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks so much, Erica. Thank um, you. Yeah, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hey Mama podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please share with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.